passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. When we were listening to Morosi and I think checking out what we what we were what was going on before we we hopped on here and we were talking about like maybe this is we might not see anything on the trade front until uh you know January, maybe February, maybe even in spring training. Yeah, I have no idea. I haven't heard Jerry talk or anything or any rumors and i haven't read too much uh uh divish put out an article i haven't had a chance to read it yet did you guys catch it at all after this signing no we're we're unprepared (laughs) no that was that was the one we didn't we didn't read so i guess no i I, I didn't read it either i'm just curious what he said i just kind of heard that he thought that like you mentioned iron we spent a lot of our, um, our our bag this year, and still got a little left, and it might have to come via trade versus free agency because that's going to cost a lot of more of the guys that are out there, like a Solaire and the Bellinger and all those guys. Yeah, and it is Jake the big Turner. Yeah, the the big the big thing that we if we even get it is going to come from the trade and to me it just feels like all right jerry and everybody else thought there was more money to be spent that was what the message was going into this offseason buck do you remember when we actually thought we were going to get otani i mean that's what we were we thought was going to happen that's what seemed to be out there and they weren't saying no about it they were saying hey when it's time to add We'll add. Well, it's time to add. Well, hey, they don't have money. You have the root sports debacle going on, and now it just seems like it's they're in this crisis mode of. Unfortunately, 
preparing themselves for next season when they're going to have to start making decisions on Logan, making decisions on Cal, making decisions on Kirby. Um, and maybe that was the financial plan that they had already, but you know, they're making sure that they don't get fucked again next year. I mean, so that's the part of it that I'm kind of bouncing around in my head right now. And also hoping for, uh, not much regression, <laughs> you know, some ascending this year from certain players, you know, Ty France getting back to Ty France, Cal Raleigh, even getting better Julio becoming even more of a monster, uh, Dominic Canzone, you know, developing even more, uh, Garber just hops into this DH position and just owns it. You know, that's, really where where i'm trying to mentally get myself as a fan yeah and possibly jp making even another incremental step forward even more than he did last year i mean this team's gonna need everybody to be pulling in the right direction that's for sure yeah and if you think about guys like ty france let's just say hopefully not let's just say this is kind of where he's at or he regresses you're not tied up in with him with a bunch, you're not tied up with him with a bunch of money for a bunch of years. You can make moves, you can make trades, you can get a Josh Naylor. Um, a lot of these guys that we've talked about have years of club control. So maybe these are trades we'll see later into the season. And later into the season, if the Mariners are still holding on to all this fucking pitching, I'd rather see us um, go out and get. <laughs> Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe, uh, you know, win now, win this year, rather than Naylor with the Guardians. So, in conclusion, we need Shane Bieber, Emmanuel Classe from the Guardians, and we need Yandy Diaz and Randy Rosarena from Tampa Bay. We're going to trade our prospects and woo. So, Jerry, make it happen. I mean, you still have club control on some of those players that you mentioned right there. And that's what is, is attractive about it. And it seems like Tampa Bay, they started to already do their sell, but they're definitely getting themselves ready, it seems like, to have a whole new like blossom of players coming up through the pipeline like they always do, but especially when they get into this new stadium in like three or four years. Because right now, when you watch a Tampa Bay Rays game, you know, it looks like almost as bad as an Oakland A's game. Yeah. So, so I'm wondering if a lot of this is just gearing up for when they have this state of the art. Oh, yeah. And this whole, all this infrastructure around there that they got to bring people in and they got to, you know, we got the prospects to do it. Yeah. I mean, everybody does a, Tampa does it really even matter? They don't have a high payroll and they're always in it every year, you know, looking for a playoff spot or getting in the playoffs. I mean, <laughs> yeah. playing deep into the playoffs. It doesn't, it, it's, it's kind of insequential for them. In my opinion, you know, you talk about also, I wanted to bring up you, the club control with the Mariners. It's, I, can we really say that anymore? They threw a bunch of club control away when they got rid of Kelnick. Um, but I mean, that was a reason to get, uh, contracts off the books as well, but who knows? You know, they just they say anything that just at the time. You know what's you know what's interesting or just something really did 
think about if you don't think about this is like we, you, we mentioned oh the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays and this is what they do and they trade everybody away but fuck they have so many more playoff appearances than the Mariners like it's not even funny and what oh, do they do I'm not they laughing trade. I'm crying <laughs> they trade they fucking flip and they trade where it kind of seems like the Mariners are they're they're there's the draft dra what is it, the DDT, right? Uh draft develop trade. Um, but it seems like they do it and and unfortunately, like right now, nobody wants us to trade for prospects. No. So I, I don't know. I guess just be better. Hi, this is Tom Pachork of the Seattle Mariners inviting everybody to come on out to the Kingdom on August 23rd for Mariners Funny Nose Glasses Night. I Be the first Tom. in your neighborhood Tom, to have... Tom, I'm sorry. August 23rd is not Funny Nose Glasses Night. It's Jacket Night, Tom. Jacket Night. Yes, every jacket. kid 14 and under gets an official Mariners vinyl jacket free, Tom. Jacket? No nose. No Funny Nose no Glasses. Nose. No, I'm sorry. Hmm. What am I going to do with 30,000 pairs of funny nose glasses? That's your problem, Tom. Now, obviously, we keep hearing about the young pitching that everybody wants from the Mariners, and it seems to always be about the starting pitcher, whether it's Wu, whether it's Bryce Miller, you hear Logan's name. But let's not forget, there's some dogs out there in the bullpen. There's some dogs with team control, some dogs that could get some interest that maybe we're not thinking about them as trade chips. Anyway, so the topic of Matt Brash came up. And what, hypothetically, could his value be like? And would you be willing to move that? And what for? And why his value could be like the dark horse undercover best trade chip for the value that the Mariners have. Uh, here's a picture that doesn't really get uh, thrown in there. You don't hear his name as much on the trade stuff. But would it be interesting to see if anybody would be go after a, uh, a brash? Yeah, he's a hot arm. Lights out stuff. Absolutely. He could be in any deal. And he's not too far removed away from being a starting pitcher. You've even seen him do multiple innings, more so than the rest of the relievers. Also a guy that you could turn into a closer. I mean, the Mariners were giving him a shot uh, last year at closing games down. Didn't turn out all that well, but um, the stuff's there. Yeah, I mean, you start talking about these guys and brash and everything. It's just, it's tough, the whole situation, how the organization is, um, how do I say, not broke, but that's what some people say. And you're having to rob Peter to pay Paul and getting rid of guys like brash or any other, you know, Gilbert, whoever, just to get some hitting. Uh, that's tough, but that's in the situation the manners are in right now. Yeah, it's like they want to go out and buy a, a new flat screen TV but and to sit down and watch games, but they got to sell the couch to get the money for the TV. Yeah, the couch was Kelnick, Marco, and uh, White. Yeah, more like, yeah, that's the uh, the, the, the uh, rec room couch. They at least sold the rec room couch here. I mean, and, you know, they, they also sold off a Eugenio, and they said – no, no, no to uh, Teo, which we knew was coming. That one wasn't such a shocker uh, just because we knew we couldn't have four or five guys that are going to be up near 200 strikeouts. 
Uh, so we knew that was coming. Uh, the Jared Kelnick one, again, we were a bit shocked on uh, Sunday night, Monday, when all this went down. Pretty enraged of, of the reasons why they had to do that. I mean, with, with Jared Kelnick, when you look at the numbers there, you're like $750,000 for the season. Um, but that was to get rid of uh, Marco and Evan White. Marco, uh, uh, you know, a big contract at the end of his contract. And Evan White, just a big mistake of giving him that amount of money that early. Yeah, I mean, Kelnick was who Atlanta wanted. I uh, saw an interview with their GM, Alex Antonopoulos. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but um, he was talking with a media scrum like Jerry had, and he said that's the guy, the only position player that they've targeted so far in this offseason. They wanted him. So, um, yeah, and it makes sense for them to take on those contracts and then to flip Marco right away to Pittsburgh 